0: you <music>
1: Supported by General Assembly, and that's right, you can get a 25% discount for their services. Promo code is 360Yourself25. The code will be valid up to £75 off any one of their classes, workshops, and boot camps, and is valid until the 31st, 08, 2021. And it's not applicable to GA's full time, part time, or online circuit courses. Full T's and C's apply. Here at 360 Yourself, we are very proud and honored to be partnered with General Assembly. We embrace this with open arms to a new adventure. General Assembly is a global tech education company focused on the most in-demand areas today. So that's anything from UX, digital marketing, coding, data science, data analytics, to travel writing and ethics. Our slash their main goal is to get you where you want to be. You can find out more about them at ga.co online or across all socials at ga underscore London. We also encourage you to please rate and comment about us on Apple Podcasts. If you do enjoy what we bring to your ears, we'd love to hear about it. dedicated podcast meeting brilliant minds and looking at the world around them how do they 360 themselves and 360 the world jamie neil the host asked many questions about their mindset and how they fundamentally operate their world and the world around them hello 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 and welcome back to 360 yourself i hope you're having a good morning good afternoon or good evening wherever you are in the world you're listening to 360 Yourself. You have me, the host, Jamie Neal. So I have your ears for another amazing guest. We're talking about being a student of life. I mean, that's a very profound sentence. A student of life. What do what do we mean by this by that? We basically mean opening your heart, opening your mind, and being curious. Questions, questions, questions are really important in life question why things are learning every single day don't shut yourself off knowing that you have a tiny bit of knowledge but also not afraid to learn something new every single day whether that is uh you go to your barista in the morning for your coffee and they give you a bit of information or you just do a random google search about when was the first bread made Simple things like that. Be a student of life and you will get on. People love people who learn. They honestly do. If you just want to learn, people love it. No one likes to know it all. No one likes people who are shut down, shut off. No one likes it. And you won't get on. You won't live your best life if you don't keep learning and keep exploring and keep moving forward and keep changing. We're talking with... Matt Bravman, who is the Senior Director of Marketing for The Hollywood Reporter. Um, so we're talking to him about the student of life, finding calmness, finding curiosity in life. So I hope you enjoy this episode. Are you ready to be 360 Hey Matt, how are you doing?
0: Doing great. Thanks for having me.
1: Good, good. I am um, so you have just started the day. It's ten a.m. where you are. It's six p.m. where I am in the UK. Um, I've had a full-out day. You're just starting your day. Um, how, my question is, uh, I don't. I've never actually asked this to anyone. How does a Monday start for you? How do you get yourself in a Monday routine week? Uh, well,
0: my Monday starts at the, the same way every day starts just with a, a walk of my dog. Um, and that is, uh, I adopted a dog kind of at the beginning of COVID when everybody was doing it. And it's, you know, it's a, it's a big responsibility, but it, it's, it's actually great at the end of the day. Cause it forces you to get up. Like you can't, there's only so many times you can hit snooze. Um, and it just makes you walk around for, 30 to 45 minutes and that, like that you can't really beat that as a start to your day because you're like you're up and it's especially the California weather it really it's it's much better than New York when I would just like inevitably sleep into nine or ten which is I'm from New York by the way that's my subtle way of getting that yeah
1: yeah of course of course so two questions then so I try well so first question how what time do you need to get up to have that walk before you start work Uh, I get
0: up at 6.30
1: every day. Okay, not too bad. My second question is, what made you decide to adopt a dog? Because I tried to adopt a dog at the beginning of COVID because that's what everyone was doing. The trend was do a dog. and (laughs) Not do a dog. Do a dog, yeah. Do a dog. But I tried to get a dog, and they rejected me because I didn't know how long I was going to have the dog because I was told by people... That it's better for you to adopt a dog in COVID, for you to look after it while while, while you are home, rather than the dog sitting in the the shelter. And so I was like, why? Well, I, I don't know how long I'm going to be around because I don't know how long COVID is. But like, I assume I'm going to have the dog for like six months, then I can kind of give it back or I can keep it. I don't know. And they were like, no, sorry, the dog's for life. And I was like, oh, and so because people said you could like take the dog and then have it for seven, eight months or whatever it is, and then give the dog back if you couldn't manage it, basically, when, when you get out of COVID. But they were like, no, you can't do that. I was like, oh, okay. Well, well yeah,
0: I-, I mean, I don't, I don't, I can't, I could not fathom myself giving a dog back. I don't either, know how.
1: Well, I, I, I couldn't, but like, I couldn't, I don't think I could, but say that I, for instance, because a lot of people went home, a lot of people got, left their city so for me it was a bit like well if i had the dog and i had to go back to this city how would i look after the dog that was my that was my thing and then that's why yeah. they were like okay maybe you shouldn't have a dog then i was like
0: okay. well yeah i mean it's it's definitely a, a big commitment you got i mean you certain big decisions in your life are are, <coughs> are going to change once you have one so if, if you're going to get one you, you should be sure to you know
1: I know yes, I will, but when I, when I get one, as I said beforehand, I don't know if you can see, if it, people can't see, but uh, I was showing my Frenchie mug um, and I'm obsessed with Frenchies, like obsessed. And I know I will get one eventually, but my thing is like, what made you decide, what point in your life was like, you know what? I am ready for the dog and the commitment
0: yeah well I, I knew i wanted a dog for a long time and i moved out here from new york um, a couple of months before i got the dog so i knew i was going to get one soon and that's one of the big advantages of la over new york is you have a lot of uh, nature a lot of um it, it's it's much more of a of a dog city than new york is there's more space more nature more great weather um, and then covid was just kind of the push over the edge that i needed because i there's no time no time like the
1: present this is very true so yeah. tell me how did it all start for you in the marketing world because i also was doing a bit of digging as well and you worked for wwe which is one of my favorite favorite programs ever when i You're when i grew up back. yeah <laughs> so for me i'm just like how did it all start and then going from wwe to another company to working for the hollywood reporter
0: yeah um you know, it's funny. I, I, some people have asked or about career advice, like students and stuff, and I, I would never recommend taking the the path that I took, um, just because it was a little bit all over the place. Um, I actually start. I went to college. I wanted to be a broadcaster, um, so I would do. Uh, I had a radio show on Sunday mornings. Um, I did the post game show for my school sports teams, and I just, you know, it was had fun just kind of like riffing on the radio um and then i transitioned a little bit i mean it was fun while i did it but i realized that it it wasn't really for me full-time i was getting a lot more into uh, music at that time um, and started to write music and perform a lot more i would play at a um, a coffee house a little like coffee house restaurant on my college campus every friday night Um, and I got my first internship actually because I was coming from the radio world with a lot of sports stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. My first internship was with ESPN Mm -hmm. um, in the marketing department. I then worked for the Mets, the New York Mets, the baseball team, Mm -hmm. and then I moved to WWE all in like marketing roles, but I realized that I was, as a lot of people do, they kind of get pigeonholed into a certain career, and I had no interest in working in sports at that point. It was not type of people it was meaningless it was not an industry i wanted to be a part of so i luckily was part of like a big layoff at wwe which was the biggest blessing in disguise that could have happened because i hated it there anyway
1: yeah Uh, sometimes sometimes getting my friend got fired recently from a job and i and i read this other book um it was like a guy the guy in the marketing world uh funny enough actually can't remember what the book's called but basically in the book in one of the chapters it says sometimes getting fired is the best thing ever because it it pivots you it makes you rethink recalculate and go okay well i wasn't really happy in that job anyway so actually i'm gonna go do something that's gonna be more fulfilling
0: yeah it put my whole life on a different direction um so i really I, i took some time off um and i really focused on music i recorded an album um i played with a lot of, I joined a band, I played a lot of freelance gigs, I'm a piano player, um, and really kind of focused on that. I became a freelance writer, kind of freelance musician, and really got much more involved in kind of like the creative arts scene, Um, and ultimately found myself at like a creative agency in New York that focused solely on film and, and television. So it was a good kind of probably at that point in my life, really the only type of work that I was qualified for, which was basically just coming up with ideas and writing them down in an interesting way around, you know, art of some kind. And, um, you know, I had a lot of perspective on that, because I actually, my first job ever back when I was like, 15 was a Blockbuster, if, if you can remember that. Good old
1: That's- Blockbuster. I've just finished a book about Mark Randolph about how the Blockbuster um, deal went shoddy when with Netflix and stuff. Yeah, so I yeah. well, the
0: they had a chance to buy them, which is, which is crazy. Um,
1: yeah, they didn't but- want to buy them. They were like, block- like because yeah. I think at the time, it was when I, from when I, what I read is that they didn't see that the plausibility of like uh, uh, renting DVDs and they did. were like, well, what's streaming? Like, why do we need to stream? And yeah. they were so ahead of the game in terms of where we were going to go. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So it's, it's, you know, not that not that they were around much longer after I left. But, um, yeah, so it kind of came full circle a little bit. And then I worked <coughs> there for um, about five and a half years in New York. Um, and it was fantastic. You know, I've said a lot, like, working in the agency world is basically like, you know, uh, Navy SEAL boot camp, Um, if you want to work in this industry, because it's like, it forces, you know, like if you don't, if you don't win, you, you know, the lights go off. So if you're, when you're on the client side, it's the, the pressure's off a little bit. Now there's always a sales component, so you have to have it, but you also have, you know, other types of revenue coming in when it's like, you know, you're, your dinner depends on it, so um, it really forces you to be really good in all aspects. So I, I definitely got a lot of practice, um, and then I came out to LA to work for the Hollywood Reporter um,
1: about two two years ago. And how and how did that move? Did you in did you did you think about going? Okay, well I, I kind of want to change the scene. I want to live in LA. How did the kind of job with Hollywood Reporter come about?
0: Yeah, I was just very much over New York. Um, I was actually um, about to move to Africa. Um, and Shut just kind of, up. Af- yeah. why,
1: why did you not go to Africa? I mean, it seems like an amazing place to go.
0: Yeah, I was just, I'd been in New York at that point for about 10 years. Um, I had also been working straight agency life for again, like five and a half years straight. And I, I just really needed a break. And I was looking at places that were just the complete opposite of New York. So I was going to go to Cape Town first, then I was going to be a music teacher in Zimbabwe, and then I was going to go to a cheetah sanctuary in Kenya, and just kind of live a different kind of life. Um, and then at the last minute, I kind of I got this job opportunity, which which was a really good one, um, and I I thought that it was enough. Of a change from new york in terms of the lifestyle and far enough away that it it would count as a big enough life change because that's really what i needed at that time if this mm. if this were a job in you know philadelphia or chicago or something i i definitely would have went to africa and it turned out to be the right <laughs> move covid um so i probably would have had to come back anyway um but hopefully i will get there again soon
1: amazing and but i mean to live in LA, I think the land of... I was literally talking to someone about this uh, yesterday, about La La Land. I think, like, if you've seen the film, um, uh-huh. not every, not everyone enjoyed it, but I think compared to um, the expectation of what it should have done, compared to The Greatest Showman, for instance, where, like, it was a global success and everyone at LA, every, I'm assuming the team at La La Land was like, we want to be mahusive, but it feels like La, La Land was kind of like love note to anyone who understood what it's like to live in LA and who's gone through the struggle of this sort of artist thing and the, 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 the difference between being happy versus a successful career. And it seems like the, the, the energy from the film is exactly what it's like in LA. And I think being there from, from me experiencing a couple, uh, couple trips there, it feels like the world of LA is so different compared to any city that, where it works because most people are artist driven. Like I swear that every time I get into a taxi, most people are actors. Um, so it's, it's weird with being in LA, not working in the arts. If someone says, oh, I'm an accountant, you'd just be like, what?
0: <laughs> yeah, right. um, I've, I've come to appreciate it actually it's you know it's, it's the people that, that don't work in the entertainment industry that are i, I find often the most interesting maybe just because i i deal with um you know i deal with all industry people most most of the day um but yeah la is is an interesting city um there you know you brought up something interesting with the movie i think they're there's a real duality that creative people feel, um, especially once they get involved in the industry itself, because the line between art and commerce is very, very slippery. Um, and a lot of people, I think, get into it, myself included, with very pure intentions around kind of creating things that are meaningful and that matter. And a lot of times kind of the, the Hollywood machine can, can beat that out of you pretty quick, because it's, it's a business at the end of the day, and and you learn that. So um, a lot of people struggle, myself included, to, you know, some days, it's good, some days, it's not to find that balance where you're feeling fulfilled. Um, But of course, you have to eat dinner also. Um, I love
1: that expression, eat dinner.
0: Yeah, (laughs) well, I mean, you know, back when I was making music, there were nights that, you know, I could barely do that. You know, especially like living in, in New York and LA is expensive too. So, um, you know, it it takes a while to to find a place where you feel comfortable with that, and and you I don't think you ever fully do. Um, and I think that's a good kind of metaphor for for LA as a whole because there's a there is like a mythology around uh, the history, the allure of the city, and then there's the reality of it, which is not the same. You know, if you drive yeah. through skip Row, you realize that it's not it's, the same.
1: It's so funny because because like I've 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 um, stayed in North Hollywood, West Hollywood, the Hills. I've also stayed in downtown. Um, like I've stayed in a lot of different places, and when you go and actually go there, you realize one, it's so spread out. So first of all, you can't walk oh. anywhere. And I tried to walk most places when I first went there. And I thought, and the only people that I met on the street was people who were homeless. So that was, that was the situation. And it feels like there's such a different perspective of like what actually LA is and Hollywood actually is. When you, but when you get there, it is like Skid Row. It's like everywhere has got like fences up and like there's, there's like gates everywhere. And you never see that on like any the way, any way that Hollywood is represented.
0: Yeah, it's, um, <coughs> you know, just, just like anywhere though, you you make your own reality to a certain extent. Um, so, you know, when you come out here, you have to find the type of people that you want to be around and be associated with. You have to find the scene that you want to, to be in. Um, and th- there, there's a lot of different realities here but it, it's certainly not as simple as the kind of like dreamy Hollywood escape that um, has been portrayed on screen
1: yeah it's it's interesting because before we were talking about beforehand about perspective and uh, like I want to kind of ask you about your experience because working in marketing you're selling you you're selling sort of a, 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 an image or brand and I was talking to someone else um, who works for another publication and it's sort of our responsibility to project and put and try to put goodness in the world and the way that we create things. And so do you find it like what I think I'm trying to find what the question would be Is that, like, do you feel like sort of responsible for like the way you put content out and what you're projecting and the goodness versus like. The mainstream sort of like stuff that we sometimes see i think that's a i think that's a kind of fair enough question
0: yeah absolutely um it goes back to the duality of what i was saying um i have a very i i detest the mainstream i hate it, uh, it <laughs> I, I love get, it I, I struggle with that sometimes um you know i i don't like marvel movies um i don't listen to the top 40 i i don't i don't like any of that stuff i i i uh sort of like more avant-garde uh creativity appeals to me much more um and that can be a challenge sometimes because that's not where the revenue comes from generally um and uh so the challenge you know the challenge is even if it is something that's more mainstream how can you celebrate that in a unique way um and that's that's my job
1: (laughs) yeah so people who would potentially want to get into kind of marketing and maybe go, go into something like the hollywood reporter how would what actually my question would be is what is a sort of day-to-day process of working in marketing in this sort of like juggernaut of the hollywood reporter and like the way it sort of works in quotations
0: yeah well there's a lot of components to it i mean if you work for a publication specifically um you know, a big part of it is working with our key advertisers on creative ways that they can advertise with us. So it's, um, you know, being the person that oversees our, our campaigns or prospective campaigns uh, with all the studios and networks, which are our primary clients. Um, and that extends beyond just, you know, page in the magazine. It's um, really, you know, big emphasis for me is how it, it's how can we be as custom and creative as possible through events, through digital, through any type of um, avenue that we can we can um, activate? Mm.
1: Um,
0: and then there's kind of the internal side It's like how can we be on the next frontier of entertainment and technology? So that's through strategic partnerships. That's through kind of cool internal activations. So um, there's there's a lot that goes into it. Uh, but as you said, it, it's it's such a you know a rapidly changing dynamic industry it's um it's really important to stay on top of it
1: Mm -hmm. because obviously technology is changing like so quickly at the moment and like we look we look at like augmented reality and like ready player one from steven spielberg like a lot of people referencing that especially within uh, the gaming world and the music world and the fashion world and stuff and and how we're now changing our, our our sensitivity to the way that we see entertainment as well and it's, there's also like a this whole kind of like conversation about there's so much being presented in front of us in terms of the networks just creating so much that actually how much is actually the good and how much is actually bad because now we've seen covid there's so much content being needed I think, they, I think I saw on a graph one time, I think it was Netflix and um, AMC Network or whoever it was, and it was like how much they're creating and how much actually is good and how much isn't so great. I think there's a lot of that kind of um, conversation going on.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's the way the whole industry is going. I mean, some people say that, for I mean, people say like, oh, you know, it's harder to make it now than ever, or it's easier to make it now than ever. And first of all, it depends how you define make yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, but it's also, I don't think it's any harder or any easier. I mean, it's, it's always just a trade off. Um, it's easier because it's easier to put yourself out there. You can just record something and throw it on YouTube. You've never had that opportunity before, but of course there's now a lot more competition. So you're going to have, it's, you know, the, it's extremely watered down. Um, just like with anything, I think in life, Typically, eighty to ninety percent of it is garbage, and uh,
1: I and love this from a, a
0: marketing guy that like this yeah. is just garbage. This is garbage. This is all. Well, but I mean, listen. Like at the end of the day, who's to say what's garbage? I mean, something that's exactly garbage can be gold to somebody else. Exactly, so,
1: it's what and I think. Just go back to perspective, isn't it? It's about like yeah. how do you perceive that something is good and deemed worthy yeah. to go somewhere well, in a certain it, platform.
0: Yeah, I'm, you know, it's it, that's a that's a really good good kind of unanswerable question. Is you know you you kind of know in your gut if something is worth worth it or not, and it can be garbage to you, and again, like gold to somebody else, and that and that's okay. Like it, that that's that that's valid for,
1: for, yeah. both, of, for if, both. If of if you. if you had, I love uh, someone asked me this question the other day. If you had a magic wand, right, and this yeah. wand could give you any wish, what wish would you have? If you, oh, do, if, yeah, if you could, yeah. If you anything, what would you do?
0: Um, that wand would give me uh just more serenity on a day-to-day basis. Serenity, um, wow, great,
1: yeah, great word.
0: Yeah, I'm. You know, I'm. I'm, ve- I'm very interested in psychology. That's another kind of maybe my second career. But um, so I, you know, just the idea, and I, you know, I meditate every day, and um that feeling of just like real peace being at peace with with oneself is i think anything else you know i think common answers to that would be like a million dollars or you know a yacht or whatever like that, that stuff is I think, mostly uh temporary um, yeah. but if, if you can actually achieve real kind of serenity with yourself i think that's that's where you want to be
1: have you, and have you but always was, sort of practiced like mindfulness or did you find it when you were sort of like pivoting your career how did you kind of like establish your meditation and all that those sort of practices
0: um definitely not always into it i mean i i kind of started on and off a few years ago but more recently have been uh more attuned to it more consistent about it um i think it's more it's not just meditation it's more just trying to be um all around healthier and more conscious about and i'm, I'm very aware I'm, I'm trying to say it in the least like la way as, as possible <laughs> no say um,
1: say I, the la way I don't, what is the la way how do you say it um well the
0: la way is you know it's it 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 verges on being cliche if you go a little bit too far with it where you're you know having you know shakes and doing yoga and stuff but um, if you're if you're doing it from a genuine place where you're actually just trying to um, improve yourself, um, there's a there's a saying in Buddhism to uh, to start every day with with a beginner's mentality. I think that's where you want to be is j- just to be a student um, and to bring that kind of childlike enthusiasm to every day. That that's be- Cause they're not, when you're a child, you're not weighed down with these um, anxieties and insecurities that, that mm. we all are now. So if you can, the, the more of that you can channel, the better.
1: Yeah, it's, it's interesting, isn't it? How, when you start growing up, we, I think someone said, someone once told me about the childlike mind and maybe because I'm a Gemini, I don't know what it is but I'm curious about absolutely anything. Like my Google is my best friend. Like I, will go, like I know really random facts, like when the first book was printed compared to when the first bookshelf was made 200 years later, things like that. I'm just curious about loads of different things. And I think it's about having that childlike quality that I think eliminates the sort of stresses and the anxieties, So you can actually just be present and ask questions that are just to inform yeah, you, curiosity. Curiosity. That's, yeah. that's part of that you have to be interested. That's yeah. And how? And how? Do, how do you feel that sometimes the when you when you because uh, some people might might get this, or some people might not. But the the LA trend of like juices and yoga is that not still the same thing of finding serenity as well, but maybe just in a superficial, or well, I mean, in quotation, superficial way. Um, I think <coughs> it's back to what you're
0: saying. What's garbage for one person can be gold for somebody else. You know, I'm not here to judge anybody's uh, path way of living yeah for their own um s- satisfaction um that that might work for somebody else that's that's totally fine
1: yeah because because I, th- I think everyone i think most people who visit la or like think of la in terms of like it's um mindfulness and stuff think of like everyone doesn't smoke, everyone's in gym gear, everyone is doing yoga and stuff and smoothies. And I think yeah. that's what kind of what we picture is, is the, LA, the LA scene, whether that is equally as good as meditating, I don't know, from home or whatever it is, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um,
0: you know, there, there is definitely a big element of that. But there, again, it, there, it's also a city like everywhere else. So there's, you know, it's the second biggest city in, in America. So there's millions and millions of people that don't participate in in all of that stuff
1: yeah i know it's the hiking for me i I would honestly be hiking all the time if i was in la honestly you guys got it so lucky like i live in i live half in devon half in london and the best thing about being in devon in the countryside which is basically southwest is the amount of land and nature that we have down here, that you can just go driving in the into the Dartmoor, into like, and you see like wild ponies and sheep. It's the best thing ever, and I think that's what's so attractive about LA is the is the hiking, is the weather, is the thing that even though you might have a very stressful job and you can be consumed by the LA thing, you can easily go hiking and de stress a tiny bit.
0: Yeah, hiking, beach—that's um, the best thing about it for me. It's a total opposite of New York in that way. It's—it's—it—it it forces you to be active, or it at least encourages you to be active. Um, just a lot of outdoors and nature, which—which which a lot of like weekend
1: getaways. Um, mm.
0: That's the best thing about it, for me.
1: Mm. It's—it so is. It just gives you more perspective, I think, about quality of life. And I think, I—I I don't know about you, but I definitely have had such an amazing outlook coming out of covid and i think a lot of people have of going actually the things that i thought i wanted or the things that i i'm aspiring to and not the things i really want now because i think other things are more important and i also just want to have more time to myself and i want to understand myself and all this sort of thing and i think that's the best thing about having sort of well for me nature is the perspective of to have moments of 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 thought and um, instead of, in a rat race where la and especially in, in london it feels like that well, well
0: that's you know that's why i answered you know serenity to your earlier question that's what nature gives you um it's it's that's what meditation gives you it's about um uh, you know a certain connection you have just when you're within nature that you can't really buy it's just about um kind of a oneness with what is at
1: that moment i love that what is in that moment so do you do you have any any idea where you would like to be in the future? Have you do you think about those sort of things of like, or do you, are you so rooted in the present moment? I,
0: I, mean, I try to be as rooted in the present as I can. Um, the future comes up inevitably. Um, you know, I'd like to explore other places. Um, I actually have a German passport, so I can. I can go. You? oh wow! Uh, they yeah,
1: they, I, they say a German passport is really really strong to have one.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, it just gets you access to the. The, the EU. So it's it kind of opens it up. And yeah, I mean, there's other parts of the states as well, you know, Pacific Northwest um, is, is really beautiful, as I've heard. So, um, you know, it's been COVID for a while. So I've been pretty restrained here. But uh, now this stuff is opening back up. I'm going to definitely try to try to explore a little bit more again.
1: Mm-mm-mm. Well, I, I think you should. I think every as soon as COVID kind of clears up in most places, I think mo- most people... Well, we've had a massive problem, obviously, with all, we've got green, gr- a green light system, which yeah. seems not to really work very well because as soon as it goes on green light, like Portugal, everyone rushes to Portugal, infects everyone, and then everyone goes, oh, no, <laughs> Portugal is yeah. down, and then everyone rushes back. And I think it was only like yesterday the day four, it was like... I think it was like, Spain's on the green list now, Ibiza and stuff. And I'm like, I think everyone's gonna rush there, infect everyone, and then suddenly everyone's gonna come back and then we're not gonna have any green lights anymore. I just think it's just so silly that we've got- Yeah,
0: y'all gotta get get it together over there. Oh dear,
1: it's, cause we've, we've even got moments of like, we're green for some of the countries, but EU won't be green for us. Yeah. So we've got this, this dichotomy going on. Yeah. Oh, dear. Yeah. We, we've got, but as soon, as soon as travel opens up, I definitely want to get traveling. So that's why I, I miss, though. Life is about exploring and being, yeah, being a student of life and learning from different people and cultures. And I think a lot of us are staffed because we're not traveling enough, because we can't go and see people and we can't do the things that we want to do usually.
0: Yeah, five, finally opening up again. I think it's going to bring, allow people to, to get back out of their comfort zones in a lot of
1: ways. For sure. So as we come to a close of the episode, um, what I love to ask all my guests is the give back. And I know one, one of my favorite quotes you've just, you've just said is um, be a student, student of life. But is there anything else, sort of like a mantra or anything else that inspired you that you would give back maybe to your younger self Maybe to young self to someone else that you give back.
0: Yeah, I'm with so many things. Um, I think the the biggest things in my life now are uh, a. I'll, I'll say three things that that help me most with my well-being. Uh, the first is uh, therapy. Uh, so I would be I'm a big proponent of of uh, therapy. It's ba- you know it's basically going to the gym, but just for your brain. I mean, you wouldn't stop. I mean, a lot of people every- would.
1: Everyone should have therapy. Everyone's Everyone should have a therapist. Yeah,
0: exactly. so I mean, unfortunately, there's still a, a stigma around it. But if, if you are um, if you're an active participant and you are actively wanting to get better, um, I it will help you a lot. Two is um, a connection with nature, and my dog helps with that a lot because he forces me to get get out into nature. Mm. Um, and then third is a creative outlet. Um, so I'm uh, you know recording my second album right now. I'm, I'm writing a book. Um, and be, just being able to express myself in some way is uh, is a, is a it, it really gives gives me a sense of purpose every day that I'm able to do that.
1: Yeah, it's 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 super super important though to find different avenues because I think some people get so wound up in one thing and then they don't allow other areas of their life to manifest. And I yeah. think it's great that you do the marketing, but you also write the music you do the other thing and it's important to have all this thing because those even might be a second career you you don't even know
0: yeah you know ne- you never know that's why the, the uh where are you going to be in five years i i, I can never answer that oh, question very God, well five I years is a long time i want to i don't want to know
1: so so if someone said to you i can give you a time machine to find out what you're gonna be like in five years, would you take it no 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 I wouldn't either as well. I wouldn't even, I wouldn't want to know because then I think I'd be stressing about where I was in five years. And yes, I'd be like, probably. I don't really like why I'm going in five years time. So yeah. I'd be stressing a lot.
0: Spoil it spoils the mystery. Who would want?
1: Yeah. That? Life is about mystery. Life is about being curious and then to go, okay, what this path could take me there, this path could take me there. Yeah. yeah. I don't think I'd take it. Well, anyway, I wanna say thank you so much to Crown 360 yourself. You have been three sixty'd. Love that. Um, so thank you very, very much for coming on uh, 360 Yourself. Thank you for having me. at had a great time. This is 360 Yourself and I'm Jamie Neal. Thank you very much for taking a moment to listen to our wonderful guests. Please subscribe to our podcast to access all our brilliant guest episodes. They are released every Sunday at 12 p.m. We are available on all listening platforms. Spotify, Pocket Cast, Overcast, Google Podcasts and Castro. You can also find us on Instagram at 360 underscore yourself, Twitter at yourself360 and our host at JamieNealJN. Thank you for listening.